right? Because here in Moultrie County, there aren't 45 ballots that, you know, uh, that have a problem with votes, right? In that June primary, there were some significant mistakes that I've, you know, I have, I don't have confirmation on. I'm going to get to the bottom of it, but it won't be before the election, that's for sure. But I do know that there's three missing ballots. And that could have actually changed the outcome of that county clerk primary. Which is, you know, really tough. And there's other things, you know, but those things, a lot of these things have been happening for a long time. And these are not, you know, these are tough. And elections are supposed to be tough, right? People have to be tough. You have to be sharp. You have to be intelligent. You have to be strategic. You have to be tactical, right? Not in that order. <laughs> but you have to know when to release the pressure on a situation and when to ration it up and you know I see how savvy some people are and they're you know I, I get it who wants to leave on the worst note after 20 years 20 plus years you know probably about no one yeah. So let's return to that contentious board meeting, right? Back in July, you know. And let's let George off the hook, just for now, right? At least for now, let's just let her off the hook, right? Because there's plenty of other things to look at. Because there's plenty of allegations that's swirling around all of this. And, you know, in fact, there's um, allegations of. A 12-year-old getting accosted on, you know, just running campaign material uh, to a house. Of course, I have others, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, a, um, a, la a lady that um, complained of some other things that happened, um, you know, way, way earlier. So there's lots of things just. A lot of people upset about all sorts of stuff. Sometimes I think it's better if we, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans, of course, they don't get together for a breakfast or a lunch or a brunch, maybe, right? But maybe they should. Maybe there should be a community, political, you know, kind of event. And they should force everybody to do it. Because... I think it would be healthy for people to start commingling again because it's not healthy being in a silo with, you know, just hearing the echo chamber. You know, it can really make you hard of hearing a different perspective. So by now, it is likely most people have heard some of these allegations, you know, pointed at another elected official. I mean, wow, like we needed more. Again, I found the reverse order of the speeches to be enlightening, to help unravel a truth from tall tales 
told to discredit and ruin someone's reputation. And I'm not saying that this is, that the person I'm about to bring up is the one doing it, right? I, no, I'm not saying that at all. So Nancy Barker, and you know, if anybody in Solomon, they know who Nancy is, somebody I've known almost my entire life. Of course, I've known almost all these people my entire life. At one point, I randomly ended up at her son's home in Chicago without any forewarning. You know, this is one of my favorite stories, right? I don't know which century this uh, <laughs> this meeting took place. I really don't. I can't remember if it was the 90s or beyond that. But, um, I had no idea I knew anyone inside this house that I was about to go into. You know, and I was with, uh, you know, so I guess a partner or boyfriend or whatever. And uh, he... Uh, and this guy was dear friends with him, right? And I think it was the holidays. I'm pretty sure it was the holidays up there, if I remember it correctly. But uh, those were kinder, more carefree days, man. Oh, wow. A long way from January 6th and, you know, uh, you, you know this Ukraine now nastiness oh my but Nancy's son grew up just a few houses down the street from from uh, from me it was one of those moments up there that I just won't forget because it was just a shocker when we all figured it out because I was like I never forget a face right I'll always forget a name but I'll never forget a face and I now at this age I think I start recognizing bone structure, right? Uh, you know, it's like genetic lines. So now I recognize how people are related to somebody else. Um, so what are the chances that I would wind up in Chicago, you know, and you know, taken to somebody's, you know, little holiday party, knock on the door, and the person who <laughs> opens it is somebody that grew up two houses down from me. So, well, this happens a lot to me. Uh, throughout my whole life since kind of crazy stuff. But um, nice little delightful story to tell. Enjoy it. And I wish them all the best. And But I am just going to prepare everybody with a little nicety because we're about to take what I'm going to call the Barker Substitute Challenge. Are you all ready? Because uh, here we go. I know, we, I know we have discussed this, but you also said that when, when it is slow up there, that you would, would do that. Well, if it's slow up there, then maybe you don't, like I say, you don't need the county or the deputy trader then full-time. I'm just saying that to me, as, as a county elected official, you either want to be the county treasurer or you want to be a substitute teacher. You cannot be both on county time. That is my take on it. And to me, it is still double dipping. Either way you look at it. You're being paid by the school, and you're being... I, I don't know how you're paid. I know that you are salary. I know that you do not have vacation time. But you do have vacation time built in there because you can take time off and you still be paid. But my point is, you're an elected official. You should be here from 8.30 to 4.30. Not subbing at the school. And I don't think it's a good example that you're setting for other new elected officials coming into the courthouse. That's my take on it. 
I don't know if I'm speaking as the public or the elected official in this case. Um, I am the official that was subbing in the school when the school was in dire need of subs. It was not something that was happening on a regular basis. It was something that was happening at the very last minute. It wasn't whether my office was slow or busy. If I was way too busy, I never left this courthouse. If it was slower enough that I wasn't needing to sign checks or do this or that, I would take my laptop, work entirely with QNS to be able to use my planning time that I was allocated there, work through the lunch hour there, come in after school and work until 4.30. And I, as an elected official, like every other elected official in this room, does not receive vacation, sick, or personal time and do not have the liberty to take such days other than we work when we work for the salary. Our job is to get it done and get it done right. And I left my home at 6.30 this morning and yesterday morning for work. I have yet to be home to my home and it's 8, 8 p.m. So I feel like I have done my duty to serve the taxpayers and I welcome any comments and conversations. I've had exchanges and conversations with Nancy and I am happy to discuss that with you. I have not even re-executed a contract to do it because it was done on an emergency basis only. So I am going to take this on directly. Does anyone know what it takes to become a substitute teacher in Illinois? Well, unfortunately, I do after a lot of fun digging. And it's convoluted and the answer is not exactly clear. So first, in order to get started, you have to get yourself a, an account on this online system with the state. That costs $50. Then you've got to have your alma mater, you know, that has your bachelor's degree or whatever. Uh, you have to have that sent to the system. Once those credentials are approved, you've got to pay another $60 to the same site, right? <laughs> so if you have a bachelor's degree or higher, you know, that cost, I, I, you know, well, I guess I should leave it out. However, uh, shouldn't we consider adding in the cost of making a student loan payment? Especially since that's been in the news. <laughs> 